It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. How does a person effectively pray? Is it just getting down on your knees and hollering out anything? Should I be silent or loud when praying? Do I talk like I regularly do, or must I talk in a code? This is something new to me. This is Elio Common, episode 556, How Do I Pray? effectually pray. This is one of the things which, well, I guess what some people want to know and some people don't, but there is a method to praying. Oh, yeah, there's one thing, there's one to praying. You, well, you know, one thing you find out is that there's a method to everything. There's a method to the altar, there's a method to, to candles, there's a method to everything. Now this brings around something which is very personal. There is a method to praying. Most free people most well, most free people don't don't even pray. But when you pray there is a way to pray. There's a way to pray. You aren't just hollering on something. You aren't just, you know, just, just, you know, using uh, your voice for for anything. There is a real method, isn't there? <laughs> and this method. This method is one which was not known by most people. Most people pray by just getting down on their knees, folding their hands, and just saying something. That isn't praying. Other people get up and holler at something. That isn't praying. So what is it? What is a prayer? What is a prayer? Now, one thing that you have to understand is that a prayer, a prayer is something which goes to God or Spirit, and it has a specific purpose. It has a specific purpose. Now, 
There's a thing called benevolent magic. Benevolent magic. Benevolent magic is a system designed to go beyond what you now know as prayer. Prayer is a system because it clearly defines what you want and need for yourself, your family, your friends, your community, and the world. And it does so in a structured way that allows you to feel connected to the Creator, whoever or whatever that name identifies for Creator in your religion or philosophy. Benevolent magic is a little different. It doesn't replace any of that prayer, any of the prayer that you now do. Continue to do it as you like. Yeah, yeah, do it as you like. You know, you ain't heard nothing, so why not do it? But it supports that. Benevolent magic is separate in that it works directly with the Creator. Angels and benevolent beings. And the benevolent portion of the souls of all beings on earth and everywhere. It can only be used benevolently, even if it is accidentally or otherwise said in some way that isn't benevolent. Okay? It will still only work as long as the experience for everyone is benevolent, including those who cooperate consciously or otherwise will bring about your request. That's the whole point. Benevolent magic is a request, not just words. Many of you feel energy after you say the request. Sit with the energy if you can feel the energy, or necessarily, if not operating, you're not operating an automobile, but let the energy be there if it possibly can. It will fade or lessen to a degree in most cases. Now, many times, you won't feel any energy. That's true. You won't feel any energy. Then just go on after you complete it. Benevolent magic is approved, it's provided by loving beings to help you to help allow you and train you as a global community to begin doing things that will support each and every one of you. Now I know I know that you all want a cooperative. Benevolent global community where everybody has what they need and everybody has the opportunity to have what they want. Benevolent magic is intended then to allow you to cooperate in some way with other people who ask for something that cooperation on your part might help provide. Even though you won't know who they are or what they ask. Maybe they're on the other side of the world. Your cooperation might be for some tiny thing that you will do unconsciously, 
It does not have control or power for over you. It might, it might not, it might. Just we not instead of scratching your head, you scratch your arm. It might be something silly like that. You may seem to be totally trivial and inconsequential, but that should have some effect. Now, I'm not trying to suggest this, that it would not be something that commands overtakes your life, but it will allow you to make some trivial change in your life that will not harm you in any way. Now, the reason benevolent magic works is that all souls, all beings, every single one who cooperates to help bring about in some benevolent, some way, a benevolent true result, also benevolent outcome for for your benevolent magic that you say and request, must be doing only something if it's something different that they do at all that is completely benevolent for them. So, no one suffers in any way. Things just shift and change differently. Oh, well, now, when you, when you think of benevolent magic, you think about it, there are, there are certain things which you have to really, really think about it. Now, with praying, what do you do? Does a person sit around? Does a person try them? Does he think of something? Does that is that a prayer? Does he pray silently? Or does he pray aloud? Yeah, do you pray silently? The fact of praying silently means that you are praying mentally. Now, let me get, let me get you that. Praying silently or mentally, now I'm talking about some spiritual stuff here, will do something to you. It will do something to you. Well, what will it do? When you pray silently, you're praying in your mind. Your mind is praying. And the mind is the spiritual part of you. That is how your spirit prays. So praying out loud is not important. It's just it's just something people do. It's not something that they do all the time. You know, it is a form of praying. And the thing about praying in your mind, you have to visualize it before you verbalize it. Visualization, then verbalization. The visualization makes that prayer come true. The, I'll say it again. The visualization makes that prayer come true because your spirit is saying it. 
not a human being, but a spirit is saying it. If you could look among people in the spiritual world right now or whatever, you'd see millions and millions of people who are conversing. But there's one thing curious. They ain't moving their mouth. They are not moving their mouth. They ain't moving their tongue. And you know, that was something that happened to me. I would always, I would see people that were dead and whatnot, I would always try to talk to them. And in talking to them, they would just look at me. They wouldn't say a word. Wouldn't say a word. That's the thing. Why are they acting that way? That seems so ill. It would seem so so ignorant or so so bad. You know, they were always. It seemed like silent, but I had to understand it. What was happening is that they heard me. Yeah, they heard me, and they answered me. But what it was is that. They didn't have a voice to speak with. Well, what do you mean a voice? They didn't have a tongue. They didn't have a voice. They didn't have, they have anything. They had none of it to speak. All they could do is think it. Think it. And then I learned, then I learned that the communication was spiritual. Their communication was spiritual. Now, it wasn't my communication, but theirs was spiritual. There was spiritual. And then, only thing, only, the only thing that I was looking at was a form of their body. I wasn't looking at the real person. No, I wasn't looking at the real person. I looked at the person the way that he or she should look at me at that time. But that was not the person. The person was a spirit. A spirit. And how the spirits look? A spirit looks like a, well, a globe, an orb. An orb. You know. That is all it looked like. That's what it did. Because when you're a spirit, you can take any form you want. You can be anyone, anything you want to be. When you're a spirit, they took every kind of form that I thought of. Every kind of form. But their true form was of a, I'd say, an orb or something. An orb. Now, that is the way a spirit looks. Yeah, that's the way it looks. Looks like an orb. Just a globe about, or about three or four inches round or so. It looks like that. And when you see it, People are, you know, they 
they get so much, you know, really so much, so fantastic. Ooh, there's an orb. Ooh, there's an orb. There's another, there's a globe, I see. And they think that it's something fantastic. But it isn't. It's just, it's just the form of the spirit. It is the true form of spirits, you know, when we see them now. You know, but the person which we might see is what? It's just, it's just a, uh, huh, how did I put that? It's a, it is a, an envelope or something like that. It's something which we do not, we don't understand, but it looks real. It looks real. So, the forms are only, only a part which is given to our, our mind. They don't look like it. So now, when a person prays, what is it? What is it? Well, prayer is spiritual. Is spiritual. Now, Sometimes they can be by spiritual means, and other times, other times, it could be by, you know, certain other, certain other people. It could be by physical means, because when you pray, it is easy to use the physical form, the physical form. Now, one thing human beings have that no other creature has. You want to know what that is? It is the power of speech. The power of speech. And the thing about this speech is this speech exists physically and spiritually. It exists in our mind, but our speech is physical and spiritual. Now, the only thing which we are concerned about here is the spiritual speech, which is prayer. But physical speech, you use while you're here on the earth. You use it. Why? You use it because people are not used to hearing your spirit speak. They cannot hear it. Now, you can say, well, I don't know why they don't hear it. Well, it's easy. It's easy. Certain people have the ability to hear them speak spiritually. They do. They do. And other people don't. The people that have the ability are thought of as being, well, I should say, thought of as being crazy or something. But they're not crazy. They're not crazy. It's just their spirit. It's just their spirit. The people who can hear only physically, those people are the people whom we, whom I just say, whom we 
use the most, when we just listen to the most. But those, those that communicate spiritually, those that communicate spiritually, we don't really listen to them. We don't know it because if you see, if you hear a person communicating with a person who's spiritual person, if you hear him, now notice I said hear him. If you hear a person communicating with a spiritual person, he's talking to him, and he sounds what? He sounds crazy. Sounds crazy. You know what would you say if somebody started talking? Holding on, a, holding a conversation with somebody else. What would you say? You'd say that person was nuts. You'd say something is wrong with them, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? Yeah, you would. <laughs> because that person, that person, you don't understand it. You don't understand what he's doing. You only see him. And because you only see him, and you see him physically, the spiritual part you don't know. So there are people which talk spiritually and other people think they're nuts. Rather than you know, most people, rather than the person taking advantage of it, and what does he do? He doesn't. He wouldn't say nothing out outwardly. No, he wouldn't because people think he's crazy. He'd say it inwardly. He'd say it inwardly. Then that person is okay. That person is okay. Okay, but. He might be crazy too because he hears voices. There are things which we don't understand. We don't understand it. Why? Because we don't experience it. We don't experience it. Now, now that is why we don't understand it because we don't experience it. And those things make us, how can, I, how can I put it, apprehensive. Those things we do not listen to. Those things we do not want to hear. Those things we consider bad. But the majority of the things that we don't listen to are things that really, really, really concern us. Really concern us. Such as prayer now. Getting on back to prayer now. Such as prayer. When you pray, when a person prays, it is about you. It is for you. Their prayers, are something which you are concerned about, but you don't know it. They are something which you can use, but you don't know. 
See, those prayers are the secret to you. To you. Now, if the person is praying correctly or spiritually, and you heard them, then you would join in with them. If not, nothing. Nothing would happen from it. But if you are, if you are joined into it, that prayer goes to the Creator as something of great worth. Yeah, that prayer goes to the Creator as something of great worth. Now, there are many ways to pray. There are many types of prayer. There are many, many types of prayer. Even prayer, which is, well, well spiritual prayer, which is, un, which is unspoken prayer, which is prayer done by a person in the spirit. But those prayers, those prayers are spoken. Within the mind of someone else, I, I'm using mind. I'm using mind. Why? Because the mind is the basis or it is the spirit. The mind. The mind. With your mind, you can pray. With your mind, you can do things. With your mind, you are somebody. Your mind is the greatest thing you have in the universe. There's only one thing greater than man. One thing is greater, and that is God. The angels aren't greater. The, the demons aren't greater. Nothing is greater than man. Only God. Only God. So you see, prayer, prayer is the communication of men. It is the communication of men with God or a spiritual being. The communication of men with a spiritual being. That is prayer. That is the worship of which we all have now. Prayer, prayer can be used by a certain individual, can be used by a certain individual for about anything, anything you want, anything you want. Now, this benevolent magic that I was talking about can too. Benevolent magic is something which is very, 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 very helpful with benevolent magic, and I'm saying benevolent magic, is not like prayer. It is, well, it's a form of prayer. It's a form of prayer. Benevolent magic is this. You know, I want benevolent magic 
for you list your your type or your desire. And you attend to it and you place on the bottom of it, which is something so, which is benevolent, which is something which I can, which is greater than I would anticipate and greater than I can receive. And when you put that benevolent intent there, it goes forward. Now, the thing about benevolent magic is that the angels hear it. The angels hear it. Now, some people don't believe in angels. Yeah, they don't believe in them. They don't believe, I don't care what you do. They don't believe in angels, but they believe in demons. Now, that's, isn't that screwy? Don't believe in angels, but believe in demons. You know why? Because a demon is an angel. A demon is an angel. It's an angel which was created for a bad purpose. That's all. Now, you know what? You know about them. I told you about angels. An angel is either good or bad. And he was created good or bad. No angel can disobey God. Whether he's good or bad. No angels do not have free will. They do not have free will. They have to do that which they were created to do. So this whole thing of them. A cosmic fight between good angels and bad angels, well, you can might as well forget it. Because that does not go. It doesn't go. An angel is a being created by God, made of pure spirit, and with pure intent. Intent to what? Follow and do what the Creator has told him. So, you see, when you give benevolent magic or benevolent prayer, you give it. Those angels must, they must, I said again, they must do it. As long as it is right and there is no, it doesn't hurt a person. It doesn't hurt a person. As long as it's benevolent, it's benevolent, then it must be done. It must be done. Then it must take place. Now, people, you know, will sit down and think and look at it and say, no, well, I don't understand it. It is simple. When you tell your angels to do something, and it is according to God's will, or it's something good, then the thing is done. It's done. And I'll tell you something else. I'll tell you something else. That works the same thing with things that are bad. Yeah. But evil things 
evil things are done because the person, the person now, is doing it for retribution or for something else. You just can't do something bad out the clear blue sky. You're either getting back for some for something that's done, or else, well, well, you're just getting back. You're getting back for something done, evil. Those things are the only things that an angel can do. An angel can do good. Or an angel can do bad, depending on the person sending him to do it. Now, with benevolent magic, with benevolent magic, God, God does allow human beings, through some will of his own, to take control over angels. Over angels. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. That is the reason why you have benevolent magic. That is the reason why benevolent magic works. Yeah, that's the reason why. Because the person, the person has become through God. Has become through God. Someone whom whom this thing shall take place, shall take place. So you see, you can send people, you know, what angels, to do certain things for you. You know, at any time, any place. But it has to be benevolent. It's got to do good. Even some things which are evil have got to and ultimately ultimately do good toward the person involved. So benevolent magic is a form of prayer. Prayer is communication with the Creator. It is communication with the Creator. Now, the Creator does give you, I'm trying to stress this now, the Creator does give you the use of angels. He does give you the use of angels. And the use of angels is only, is only for the purpose for the purposes that the Creator has set out to do. It's only for that purpose. Now, you ask what what purposes are they? Are they for getting are they for for, for winning the lottery? No. No. You can win the lottery, but you don't need an angel to do that. Are they for oh well are they for for the purpose of getting someone you love. Well, could be, but not necessarily. Are they for some person, some individual being healed? Yeah, 
Yeah. So God is always working the individual through it. Always. He is always the one who ultimately has so much to say. Now, the angels are what? They are really, well, cosmic computer programs. Let me put it that way. An angel is a cosmic computer program. An angel has to do has to do whatever his program says. When, it, when an angel can heal, then the angel can heal. He can't destroy, he can only heal. When the, the angel goes to heal, he can only do that which he's called to do. Go and heal. Now, if the angel is sent to, to destroy, guess what? The angel can only do that. He can only destroy. See, there's no such thing as you take an angel and he changes his mind. Have him do something else. No, it isn't so. It isn't so. You can only get an angel to do that for which he was created. Now, that's the reason why. That's the reason why there are so many angel lists. And most of the people that, that put them out don't know nothing about them. They don't know what the angels do. And the angel can only do the thing which he was created to do. Just that one thing and that one thing alone. So you see, when you put an angel list out, when you do that, you do that, uh-huh, you have, you, are, you have something which you have really got to be particular about. Because the angels, the angels will do that which they are supposed to do. They are, they are what? Angels. An angel is a messenger, a messenger of God. The angel can only do what? Bring a message. It's either a message of blessing or a message of destruction. That is all an angel can do. He cannot go against a certain person. He cannot go against a certain type of, you know, thing that he can do. He can only do that which he has been designed to do. And that is the reason behind the benevolent magic or behind a thought or behind prayer. 
because the angel can only do that. Can only do that. Now, with prayer, with prayer, prayer is something, as I said, now is, now is uh, should I be silent or loud when praying? Or do I talk like I regularly do, or must I talk in code? You know, one of them big, long King James, King James prayers. You must talk as you regularly do. Yeah, like you regularly talk. You don't talk in code. You don't talk in code. You don't talk like something is some great is happening. You go right there. You know, one thing that I have that I do not well I don't go with it, but there's one thing that, that I heard. When I go to to a church yeah, I've been to church before. Whenever whenever I would go to to a church, I would hear people praying. And when they pray, they would there would be this great big, you know, something to it. And the the language they used just wasn't right. Just wasn't right. It was as if they were, you know, they were talking in code. They were talking in code. And with that, with that, you have just got to, you've got to listen to it to make you understand it. But the code is something else. The code was said just to make the person feel good or to, or to be you know, to be something. The code wasn't anything that really meant anything. <laughs> the code was something that you had to, you had to really know what was being said. You had to really know. Now, the thing about it, was that it didn't do anything for, for the prayer. It didn't do anything for it. You know, the only thing about it is that God, God was an individual who, he is an individual, who is used to hearing from you. Once they hear from you the way that you normally speak. So when you speak to God, when you speak to God, you must speak to him in your normal voice about normal things. You know, you don't you don't give something else. You don't you don't tell something else is or uh you know, go ahead and you know talk all grand or talking KJV language. You just talk naturally. You just talk nat naturally. And it would be better if you did it inside of you, inside of your head. You would be better off. Now, now I don't know. 
how the majority of you pray or the majority of you use it, but this praying, praying is something which every individual should know about and should use. And you know what? My name is Yochanan, Ben God, and I approve this message. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.